Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Get Into It with Kila. And I know it's been a while since I've put out an episode, and right now we are in the third day of Elul. And so that means yesterday was Rosh Hashanah, and the day before that was Rosh Hashanah. So we're like really in the beginning of the new year, and um, it's been there's been a lot going on here. Um, I don't know about you, but it's just very um, transitional in my life when it comes to like the still the end of camp the beginning of school and then the yamim tovim just like really throw me for a loop um and this year i am excited to announce that i actually began teaching in high school um i'm teaching nutrition but i am specifically teaching it through the intuitive eating health at every size lens so um i want you all to know that there is hope in the world that the world is changing and that people are looking for more intuitive eating health at every size content for adults for children for teens so that is really really exciting um i'm putting out this episode with sari donna um and she is an amazing person who i was introduced to her by my friend Tamima zucker who i went to high school with who is an eating disorder therapist who actually struggled with her own eating disorder when she was in high school and we met and we were friends and we were friends and we became friends and um she just has like a really cool positive vibe and she definitely went through her years of of dieting and believing in diet culture and believing in you know intentional weight loss and then like totally shifting and she was struggling with binging and now she no longer does now she empowers other women and that's like i was really thinking about it a lot over the last few days in terms of you know, repentance and, and change and perspective and reflection. And um, I recently listened to Dr. Becky's TED Talk on really the main point of her TED Talk was about repairing. And so it wasn't about like not making mistakes and like how to do everything perfectly. It was specifically about how um, like one of the most healing things for children is that when we do make a mistake, which we will make many mistakes as parents, is that we actually do our best to repair. And I just thought that was so appropriate for the holidays, like the in-between days of Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Um, and really just like this whole time of year where we're supposed to be reflecting on on just life, how we're doing and what, we, what we're happy with and what we want to change. And um, obviously this could be applied to anything. So um, I think that this is something that especially when you listen to the podcast, like the totally, the total change, um, change of heart and change of practice for, for Sari is like a very common thing that I hear and see in my life, in my, in my personal life and my professional life that people make these huge changes. Like they, they have been dieting for five or 10 or 15 or more years and they've just believed it so wholeheartedly and every time they fail to diet quote unquote their their desire to get skinny and lose weight just got stronger and stronger and stronger and then they they maybe stumbled upon intuitive eating or they found intuitive eating or maybe they even intuitively caught on that diets don't work and they're like they want it so badly but there's just such a hard time giving up diet culture for so many reasons because it's like wait did I just waste 30 years of my life how could that be true how come all the doctors I know still believe that how come all my friends still talk about it what's going to be my identity I'm the dieter I'm the person who's always skinnier than everyone else I'm the one that never eats carbs right and I think that listening to Dr. Becky's TED talk really gave me actually like a lot of food for thought around this topic and Sari Donna's journey as well. And I think that this is a great episode to put out, especially for those of you who are busy, really trying to reflect, but also really busy cooking and cleaning and getting your house in order for the upcoming Yom Kippur. And I guess it's very busy here. So I know that like I'm looking for good content while I cook and clean and get everything ready. And I think that although you might be doing other things while you're listening, I would still really encourage you to take a listen, take some time, maybe even you know, make a goal to sit down for five minutes of the episode or not just this episode, any episode that you find is healing for you or grounding for you. I know that during this holiday season, um, people feel really thrown off, just like I've said it before and I'll say it again, just a lot of off schedule for you, for your children, a lot of a lot of food, a lot of different types of food, a lot of eating at different times. And even if you've been practicing intuitive eating for a while, it could feel really, really overwhelming. So I really encourage that self-care plan to take place. Um, even if you haven't done it for Rosh Hashanah and you're regretting it, um, maybe you could do it right now. Sit down and make sure you have a plan uh, for Yom Kippur. I just said to one of my friends yesterday, I'm like, you need help for Yom Kippur. Like if you, I need help for Yom Kippur. Everybody needs help for Yom Kippur, but please 
um, try your best to figure out a way to not um, just go crazy on these holidays because it could be really hard maybe pair up with a neighbor or a friend or get a good book or find a good park or um, even my sister told me she just makes all her kids lunches the day before when she's not fasting I think that's a really good idea one of my friends told me she's going to put up a chillant so that her kids have a hot meal I think that's also a really good idea any little thing that could help you and that's Yom Kippur but Sukkot is also a long time I think I think like rule number one for me at least or like like self-care is like do what works for your family and you could still be very loving and respectful to people who really want it to be a different way um and I find that that really helps and I I will quote Brene Brown where she says clear is kind unclear is unkind I really like try to live by that it's it's really hard for me I'm not like a such a straight shooter like I I I have a hard time like telling people exactly how I feel it's gotten easier as I've gotten older and like practice it but like sometimes it's just hard to say like what really will work for you and you don't want to disappoint people but I think that the more you practice it people respect your boundaries it, it takes work um thinking ahead as much as you can but not being um too obsessive about it like okay I'm gonna pack this amount of food these amounts of books these amounts of toys for my kids or whatever and then I'm gonna let go and then some things will go totally not as I planned and that's okay too um and this is what I'm saying in my best moments I have lots of moments that are very challenging over the holiday but I feel like even as I'm recording this I'm thinking like okay for people who are struggling with not having clothes oriented I did a huge Shein order and yes I did all the annoying returning stuff it's gotten easier and I sent my stuff to the dry cleaning and to the seamstress to sew up this and change it here and I say this to all my clients who are struggling with finding clothes like don't blame your body like our our bodies are all different shapes and sizes and just because you're one size in this store and another size in this store it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong and please just don't give up there's you'll find a clothing store that you like and you'll find a seamstress that you like and you will find clothes that you like and that fit you and you feel good in and maybe right now the clothing piece is just way too overwhelming. So maybe it could be that you focus on non-clothing items like shoes or getting your nails done or something with your hair or your shadesel, getting a new shadesel. That would be a huge self-care. Um, getting your shadesel done in a different way. Um, <clears throat> even like anything, like a new sweater that you're going to wear in the sukkah, like a cardigan or something. I don't know. These are just things that I think about when like clothing things are – uh, especially triggering because like I just know if I walk into that store nothing will fit me or I'll be overwhelmed or everything will be so expensive or I just won't feel like I'm getting the attention that I need in this store so I just know that like there needs to be like a plan b or maybe it has something to do with your clothing maybe it really does have to do with buying yourself some some new books or reading material or um just doing something really fun before the holiday after the holiday there's good concerts there's um there's fun activities you could do on on um, Cholamayr, we really liked going to Governor's Island last year, and I think it's really fun and spacious, and it's a good activity for lots of different ages. So those are my pieces of advice, and um, I really appreciate you listening. It has been a while since I put out a podcast, and there's a lot going on. If you have a specific recommendation that you would like me to interview somebody or a specific topic that you would like me to cover, please reach out. I will not be able to be putting out episodes every week anymore. Baruch Hashem, things are very busy, but if you would like to sponsor an episode, that would be a huge help, and I would be able to put out, continue to be putting out this content, um, you could email me at gilaglassberg18 at gmail.com. That will really help the podcast uh, stay up and running, and I would love to continue to put out this free content to uh, just help people, really, honestly, to, especially during these like really busy, hard times, and especially because diet culture is so loud, and yes, we're making a shift, but we need more voices, and we need we need to keep hearing the things that we really believe in order to reinforce it. So again, reach out at gilaglassberg18 at gmail.com if you'd like to sponsor the podcast or if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover or a person you would like me to interview, you could reach out to me at gilaglassberg18 at gmail.com or you could go to my website, gilaglassberg.com and schedule a free 20-minute consultation to see if we're a good fit. I am currently seeing clients one-on-one and we'll be running group support as well. And without further ado, here's the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. 
I've come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, your host, and today I have Sari Dana. You got it? Got it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on today. Gila, thank you for having me. I heard so much about you and I really, um, you know, stormed your Instagram and listened to your self-care words and conversations. And it's so important. And just want to just like bring this out because I was just discussing this with you a minute ago, just being in the Jewish world. I think it's so important to have Jewish leaders and that other Jewish people can understand. Like, I, I feel like we have our own set of holidays and Shabbats and stresses mm-hmm. that I don't think other people can understand. You know, that like we, I think we use this one a lot, like that one big Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. We do it every week. Every yeah. Minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. Every week, every minute. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, totally. Thank you for the work you do. Yeah, sure. I'll just say I, um, I heard about you from my friend Tamima Zucker, who is my friend from high school, actually. Yeah, and high school together way back. And she suffered from an eating disorder. And now she's an eating disorder therapist. And she, you know, we refer to each other. And she's like, you have to interview Sari. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, got it. You got it. I'm a big fan of Tamima. Yeah. I've watched her in action. It, we were on the same panel a couple of times in our high schools. She's incredible. Yes, she really is. Delivers her message. Yes, yes. I actually interviewed her. So she's like one of my first episodes, if anyone wants to scroll back. Um, okay. So tell us about yourself. Where, where do you live? What do you do? What's your mission? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like you said, my name is Sari Dana. I'm from the Sephardic Jewish community in Brooklyn that has its own set of <laughs> perfectionisms and dramas around it. It's also one of the most beautiful communities in the world we're very connected we're very together and because of that it has its own demise and its own celebrations it's like a little bit of both yes a lot of stigma with eating disorders and not feeling enough Mm -hmm. but at the same time we hold each other's hands and we really try to grow and I think we are in the most growing stages that we've ever been. Mm. Um, you know, like my parents, my mom, immigrant, you know, from Syria, you know, wow. I hope she won't hope she doesn't listen to this, but, you know, snuck out. She's still wow. scared, you know, wow. still scared wow. they're going to get her, you know, just, wow. you know, literally yeah. had all of that. Wow. So now that we've been here for a while, I think we're getting our foundations in. Um, we have a mindful eating disorder center just opened a few months ago. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Where is that? Incredible. It's from the safe foundation. Oh, oh, yes. And they have that offshoot so that they're really working hard. So I feel like we're getting support now. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me and my community. Okay. I'm a mother, which mm-hmm. is greatest joy. I'm a grandmother. Wow. I've had many times over. Wow. Shem. Um, got married at 18, which wow. is somewhat <laughs> typical, um, at those times. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't get married at 18, but yes, I heard, <laughs> you know, I had my children young, but, um, um, you know, I grew up with my, I call them family one and family two, because I have three children, Baruch Hashem married with children. And then I had a long break of 13 years of trying. Wow. And that was hard that was hard yeah that was hard and then I was blessed with two more so I have two teens living at home now wow Um, it's so exciting (laughs) wow yeah it is wonderful it's wonderful so that's my family beautiful yeah and the mission that I've I've put myself in that I really like 
enjoy doing and feel so passionate about is really in the body positivity world and in creating our own positive self-talk. And it leads itself into a couple of different directions. Yes, in the body that we have today. Yes, in the celebration of those everyday efforts of being a woman. We wear many hats, mm -hmm. many roles. Mm -hmm. Like I tell my husband, yeah, you do have a very hard job. But, you know, when I was bringing up the kids, you know, doctor and yeah. healer and homework helper and yeah. psychologist and the whole thing, you know, yeah. I'm so blessed to have a very supportive husband. Um with that positive self-talk. And that led me into just really um, empowering people in a general level. And it kind of works hand in hand. You know, when we feel better about ourselves, we feel better about our bodies. We put less mm -hmm. attention mm -hmm. on, you know, clothing is important, but it's not the most. Right. Um, you know, all the skincare, haircare, it's all important and wonderful, but it's not the most. Mm -hmm. So empowering to be more, do more, show up more live more, love more, you know, the whole thing. I think it all just like blends itself together. So, okay. So what's your official title? What do you call yourself? So I call myself a positive empowerment coach. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And it goes to many directions. Like I said, I started off in the fitness world. Yeah. One here, like, tell me, do you have a story? Like, were you struggling yeah. yourself? Yeah. 24 years old. I said, I am becoming a fitness teacher. I was always into fitness from mm -hmm. when I was a young girl. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be the best fitness instructor that I could be. Like, this was like my world. I just wanted yeah. to motivate and inspire, mm -hmm. you know, health and wellness. And really, I was so blessed to have the opportunity to teach to like large, large audience, like a hundred students at one time. Wow. For years and years and years. It was incredible. I would stand up there and be like, wow, am I like really doing this? And I would just like, just tell myself, it's like teaching, you know, if you teach to one person, you could teach to a hundred. Wow. I just always had that, you know, desire to be in front, to be on stage, to give, to lead, to mm -hmm. speak up. Wow. But at some point, I was noticing that I was really enjoying this speaking part, mm. <laughs> you know, and the fitness began not to be as important anymore. Mm. Well, I'm still an exerciser and I still teach fitness, which I'm going to explain in a bit because this is so important, but I wanted to speak. I wanted to inspire with my words and it wasn't easy for me because I was really very shy. Really? <laughs> really. I know. I know. I wouldn't believe it. I was really very shy and I didn't believe in myself. And I felt, uh, am I saying the right words? Second guess myself. Mm -hmm. And I had found this practice when, let's see, it was 2009. It's called Intensati, which you might see on my Instagram a lot. Okay. And about movement, mantras, and meditation. And I wrote about it in my book, which I'll get to too. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yes, I'll get definitely. to also. But part of this was taking my fitness instructing skills, you know, great farm right, hands up, stretching, yeah, you know, like yeah, all that yeah. stuff on the eight count and to the music, but also in saying empowering words at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was trained under the founder, Patricia Moreno, who had passed away about two years ago, but I worked directly under her for wow. 14, 15 years. Wow. I was an avid student. And at some point I decided that's all I want to teach. Just that. Wow. I'm like, wow, this is my calling. Right. I can exercise and inspire and talk and give. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I, I felt like, wow, this is the best thing that ever happened. Lo and behold, my students didn't think so. Oh, really? <laughs> my hundred people, love of my lives, <laughs> really dwindled down to like none. Really? And I mean, none. They didn't like the exercise with the words? It was embarrassing. It felt mm -hmm. silly. People felt shy. Yeah. Um, and let's remember that now it's 2023 right it's now 2009 it's like, yeah, 2010 yeah. no one knew what a quote was right nation positive right, right. what like right. meditation eat now yoga's mainstream yeah but at the time yoga was for yogis only yeah so 
Interesting. It did not fly. Interesting. It did not fly well at all. But, and now I'm going to put the parallel story to it. From when I was a young girl, 14 years old, and always into fitness and health, dieting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just that, um, the strictness of the food and measuring and counting, perfectionism, mm-hmm. weight, and it led me to the pendulum of binge eating, guilty, shameful, couldn't figure it out. You know, now it seems so clear, but at the time I, I'm like, I'm a fitness instructor. What does this mean? How am I binging? Right. Well, to the story, I also became a health coach from integrative nutrition and everything I learned was like, wow, this is great. Let's eliminate this food. Wow, this is awesome. Let's eliminate that. Little by little, elimination, 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 trying to be healthy, believing this was right. I feel like this story is like it's so many people's stories. Yeah. <laughs> At this time, I know yeah. it's like nothing. Like and today, it's not even like what? But to me at the time, I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm teaching health. I'm making juices for everyone. I'm selling juices. I'm selling smoothies. I'm giving health coaching. I have an audience in front of me with these hundred people and more. Like I had it all. And then boom, like binge, binge hard. I would literally make my classes on Tuesdays because I knew weekends were so hard for me. So I had like Monday to to like, like get back to myself a little bit. Like it was really, really, really hard. Shabbat was so hard that Kali called my name. The yeah. called my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so hard. The binging, it's just like, feels so out of control and confusing. Cause you're like, intellectually, you're like, I'm so quote unquote healthy and I know what's right. But like, we just know that restricting doesn't work. But at the time, nobody knew that, you know, nobody no was knew this. About it. And being celebrated for the restriction. Wow. You don't need sugar. Right. Wow. That's great. What? You don't need carbs. That's awesome. Right. You know, all that. So, so as a young girl from 14 years old, you're getting celebrated for losing a few pounds. You get to believe like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to look. I'm supposed yes. to be there. Um, it was hard. It was hard. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to tell you that the Get Into It with Gila podcast is sponsored by OKClarity.com. OKClarity.com is the place for any Jew, no matter how firm or religious you are, to find a top-notch therapist, psychiatrist, coach, or dietitian, and it's completely free for you to use. OKClarity.com's professionals are vetted and have extensive experience working with the Jewish community. Yes, you can even find me there. If you're in the market for a therapist, coach, dietitian, psychiatrist, or the like, you want to check them out. If you don't find what you're looking for, they have a service where you complete a short form and they will personally match you, which I think is so, so cool. Important side note, if you are a wellness professional, I highly recommend joining their directory. Their team is amazing and I've received referrals immediately. They also really offer a ton of support. OK Clarity also has an amazing WhatsApp status with over 7,000 obsessed followers. And yes, I am one of them. Their WhatsApp is a free way to improve your mental health and they post really great humor. So you'll laugh too, which is really, really important for our mental health, right? If you have WhatsApp, shoot them a message at 917-426-1495. Again, that's 917-426-1495. Have a great day. It was hard. It was hard. You know, just all those emotions. And in my story, you know, my book, I spell out a couple of them and I'm going to raise that up for you in a second. Yes. You to see it. Um, but just intersecting the health coaching, the movement and mantras and the binge. So I started, now that I was getting more into meditation, mantras, meditation, you know, I just began becoming more mindful, more conscious of my thoughts. What's going mm-hmm. on in my brain? What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. My emotions. What am I feeling? Obviously, as Jewish people, our soul is like a big thing, but I didn't see it then, even though religious Jewish person, like I didn't, like the outside, my outer shell was just so important, thinner thighs, you know, that just meant everything. Yeah. And, you know, so I just started growing my insides a little bit more, conscious of my thoughts, mindful, um, believing in my power, using my affirmations, being compassionate to myself, 
being my own cheerleader, celebrating my wins, being okay with my losses, just being in the game and incredible journey. Did people think you were crazy? The people around you? Right. Crazy. Crazy. You know, Baruch Hashem, at the moment, I'm going to fast forward. I teach in schools and all my yeshivas. I have a weekly class. I have online classes. You know, like I, right, this right. grew. But uh, I worked really hard because I was like telling everyone, no, 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 you got to do this. You got to do yeah, this. You're right. You got to say, I, I am powerful. Yeah, you got to right, say, I am right, strong. You just got to right, do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I just wouldn't stop. I just kept were people up. were were there any people in your life that were supportive of it or like were like okay it's a little weird but I get it not so much mm. no not so much but you felt confident you still felt confident it was correct I'll tell you why because it helped me right. and I'm like wow if this helped me it could help others right at that point I started to coach other people with binge eating issues using my same method and it worked and I'm like wow it worked for these four clients let me try a small group wow mm -hmm. it worked let me try another small group and I'm like wow this is really working let me write a course okay it worked let me write a book okay it's working so wow. I just think like wow this works and it just felt like another method like my hope is that these classes and the online classes that I began recording already it's already up on my website um, I didn't even tell anyone about my website yet hopefully when this is out it will be up it's actually up probably in like two days so it will be okay um, but I'm hoping that this could be a resource so for nutritionists, for health coaches, for intuitive eating coaches, for therapists, mm -hmm. and all the therapists that I met along the way, I want to give them this, a tool for their students that they could practice these beautiful words. My body is beautiful. My thoughts are mine. I'm one of a kind. And to really instill that in their hearts and minds on a repetitive and that they can replay and redo this workout as many times as they need and want. So that's like, you know, my goal to this. Wow. So you, let me just backtrack for a second. So yeah. you, you learned, you started learning about um, affirmations and meditation. Do, do you want to share how it was? Did it, was it just through your own research? How did you find it? Yeah. So this is what, this is what it is. When I, when I found this class format called intensate, I'm going to break it down because it's a hard word. Okay. And that's why I call it movement and mantra because okay. <laughs> no one gets intensate. So okay. it really comes from my teacher, Patricia Moreno at the time, may she rest in peace, got this idea from Tony Robbins. Okay, got it. They were going over the coals. I've never went to Tony Robbins. Yes, 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 about it. yes. And they yes. were doing the mantras and mm -hmm. she was this unbelievable fitness instructor in Equinox and all the top places. And she goes, Oh my goodness, I'm going to meld this. I'm going to put this together. Interesting. And it's very, very challenging to teach because, and I wrote this in my book um, because really in order to teach it, you need to become it. Right. So it took me years to believe the I am enough. Mm -hmm. Not so easy. No. You know, it took me years to believe in my beauty. Mm -hmm. Not so easy. So saying the words just take time and time and, you know, and then at that point, research and branched out and read and mm -hmm. you know, did all that and created, the, you know, the way I teach it on my, like as a sari, as myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And very powerful. You know, I bring in all the Jewishness about it. You know, like the gratitude in it, the modani in it. You know, now when I'm reading Tehillim, I like, you know, underline, you know, thoughts, meditation, like all the pieces wow. where I can find those. So I bring in the Jewish aspect to the affirmations. That's amazing. So that's what, you feel like that's what cured you from your binging? So it was a big portion of it. Um, I think... It was a, a big mixture. So I did have a therapist, Marianne Cohen, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. who was the editor of my book. So oh, wow. that way, yeah, it was great. And I worked with her for about a year. Um, and, you know, she really helped me see how much overwhelm I had in my life and how I did not put in my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, I think, a big thing as a mother. My kids were mm-hmm. young at the time. Yeah, It was boundaries, you know, so important, mm-hmm. so important. So that was one aspect. The other aspect was the positive self-talk that mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I will make it in this minute. Mm-hmm. Forget about this day. I will make it in this minute. Um, then learning about meditations and about pausing. Uh, about slowing down my mind, mm-hmm. putting in a meditation practice every day, putting in a journaling practice every day, putting in these rituals where I used to exercise for three hours a day. That's not important. You know, yes, exercise, you know, but I was over exercising. Right. You know, and I think that's a big thing. Cardio, 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 you know, do your cardio exercise, do your walk, do your 30 minutes, you know, feel good, but get in those, I think, you know, get in those rituals that help balance ourselves, especially the type of lives most of us live. Right, right. We're busy, busy. Yeah. So you obviously, know? I don't, I don't know, but based on just this conversation and like conversations with my other clients who have who struggle with binging, was it, was it that number one, the dieting and all the dieting voices, and then you said the overwhelm, so like just like absolutely no time to yourself, so like food was like your, food was like your comfort or your your time, your space. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, it's so funny, you know, like it's, I, I laugh because like now things make so much sense, right. you know, the night binge eating, you know, yeah. what happens at night? It's just when we want to chill. Exactly. And, you know, I also think I had a lot of rules, like, right. like, um, we have a lot of, thank Hashem, a lot of weddings, <laughs> thank Hashem, yeah. you know, yeah. and a lot of, um, obligations. Yeah. And a lot of school events, like we don't, I don't think we have the typical life where we just, you know, watch TV. Like we don't waste right. that time, you know, we're always right. going, going, going. Right. And at some point I started to say, no, I would send a note. Sorry, I couldn't attend. And I knew that was my self-care. Right. You know, I, it was just too much. I have little kids, put them to sleep, get their homework done and run, 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 run. I couldn't do it. Right. And I started to notice what I could do and what I can't do, what my limit was. So I don't know if it was so much self-time. It, it was just so much. It was so much. It was so much. Yeah. Yeah. And the combination of the restricting probably, you know. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Eliminating. Yeah. Eliminate. At the end, I was simply eating bars in my room alone because I didn't know what to eat. I was embarrassed to eat in front of people. Um, I would even choke if I was in front of people, like mm-hmm. anxiety of the sw- uh, swallowing. I had so much anxiety of the food going down my my throat. Like, is it healthy food? The orthorexia, the, which was wow. a huge thing. Everyone just wanted to be healthier and healthier. And I'm like, at one point, I'm like, this is just not healthy. Yeah. And it's just so much what we thought was healthy for many of us. And how it took us to such an unhealthy road. Yes. You know? I really do know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really say that all the time. Like when I, when people talk about like healthy food or unhealthy food, I'm like, well, do you know what orthorexia is? It's an obsession with only eating healthy healthy food. So it's like, is that healthy? Like, I don't know why it's like, I mean, we know why now, you know, hindsight's 2020, but it's like, it's just so crazy. Do you think, you know, the mainstream person is catching on to this or is it mostly the people who are healed and now it's spreading? It's so funny that you asked me that. So like when I first heard of intuitive eating, it was about like five or six years ago and I've been a dietitian for eight years. And I was always like more like, I I feel like I knew what intuitive eating was before I knew what it was because of my own disordered eating struggles of like restricting, restricting, restrict, restricting, feeling out of control with food or, or using my ability to restrict food to like add to my worthiness, like so much of like what I see in my own clients now. So intuitive eating was just like, yeah, that makes so much sense. But then when I remember like telling people about it and they're like, what, that makes no sense. Like, and then thinking like, okay, I didn't think it made sense at first either, but like, 
really a lot of people do not believe in intuitive eating and it's it's maybe there it's definitely spreading but I always think in my head I think it's like still 90 to 90 to 10% yeah. 90 to dieting I hope that's not true but right right I get that I remember when I started to bring up body acceptance it was the most craziest idea ever what do you mean accept my body if I accept my body I'll never exercise I'll never right, eat well. right. Right. Uh, you know, I'll just like, you know, fall apart. Mm -hmm. It's actually, you know, so the opposite and so loving when you can love and accept ourselves. You know, it's not always easy. You know, no, um, it's not easy. You know, I'm in this stage right now and I want to um, maybe bring this out because it's important. You know, um, in my 50s, menopause, body's really changing, skin mm -hmm. is changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always had a, and I still do like a muscular um, physique. I've always exercised. My parents are exercisers, um, but things change. Right. And, you know, so much going on. I'll just like, you know, I don't want to talk too much about this, but just to acknowledge, you know, all the tweakments and injections and plastic surgeries that are going on today mm -hmm. to the young girls and I just want to just acknowledge it. It's, you know, we have to like, just begin talking about it. You know, when yeah. 18 year old is, you know, I don't even want to say it, you know, but yeah. you know, fillers, it's, it's, it makes me cry. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just all over and I get it. You know, today we have things that can help us. And, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's really spiraling. Yeah. More yeah. More. I have like, I have like a two perspectives on that. Number one is like, I want, I'm not going to share anything specific, but I just remember I was talking to somebody recently about, about plastic surgery basically. And she was telling me that the, that the surgeon who she was speaking to was like every single person, you know, has done plastic surgery in the firm world. Like don't, don't fool yourself. I'm like, I don't think that's true, but it, it might be. And I also just heard recently that like people like in where I live is like, it's normal for people. I'm 32 for people to get Botox. I'm like, I don't know anyone that got Botox, but I probably do. And it's like, what I say to my clients, whether it's about weight loss or about anything, changing your figure, changing your face, changing your anything, you'll never be happy. It will never make you happy. It will only make you feel worse. So like you'll lose the weight. And you'll feel good for a month or two months or even a year. But then you'll feel, first of all, you'll probably gain back the weight and feel even worse. And even if you don't, you're going to start to realize how much of your self-worth had to do with your weight and how sad it is. It doesn't ever, I, I don't want to say ever, but for the most part, the more you obsess about the way you look, the worse you feel about the way that you look. So true. It's so, so, so true. I feel it's so important that you're saying that. You know, I'm just happy to touch upon this. And I also, I don't want to give an opinion. You should do this. Right, you should right, do this. I feel right. like everyone makes their own personal choices. But I just want to acknowledge what is going on. And like, you know, I call myself as one of my titles as a body positive educator, because I just want to educate on like why we feel this way. Like, you know, Hollywood culture is, you know, even if you have a TV, you don't have a TV, you have Instagram, you don't have Instagram, mm -hmm. it's in the air we breathe. Yeah, yeah. And we just need to know where it comes from. Right. And I, I was like, this was interesting because at, like really as I was writing my book, things were changing so rapidly. I almost couldn't write it fast enough. And there was things that I wanted to write that I'm like, you know what? I, I have no time right now. I got to get this book out because things are just changing. And, you know, the, the, body that everybody wants it's full of breasts and it's narrow waist and a full of backside I always say that and and while while Kardashians are removing the Botox from that to get less and removing her breast implant I'm like wait it's too confusing what is it you know like all the back and forth so we just need to acknowledge where these messages come come from and try you know whoever's listening to this to just try to block it out as mm -hmm. much as you can unfollow you know instagram is such a like it's like a personal tv show like yeah. it reads the algorithm it knows what you want just yeah. try to block out as much and look at role models that we could really you know want to emulate yeah you know, that's, that's i have so much thing. to say so what you 
Okay, we can we can go there, but I want to go here for a second. So for the pos- the positive side of things, you yeah. So what do you, what do you do on a day to day basis? In which way, work or personal? In work, like I know you said you work in school. So are you like yes. doing you're doing the fitness with the move with the affirmations? Yes. So, what is it? Yeah. Like? So yeah. So a few different. I, I, I know some people get very confused about. No, me. I love it. I, like, I do I can so never many do, things. Yeah, I can never do the same thing every day, so I love it. I yeah, love I do it. so many things. So I teach an elective, an elective course at Flatbush High School, which is called Brain Health. And what that is, it's so nice because we have a whole entire year to deepen our understandings of ourselves and to grow our inner self. And we, you know, do journaling and personal affirmations. We understand the background of it. The most beautiful part of the class is that we start the class with something that we feel we're lacking. And the last week of the class is where everyone has a has space to put in a presentation. And some people make artwork or poems or songs on how, you know, all this work got them to where they are today. Wow. Feeling beautiful about themselves, more stronger, less stressed. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. How old are those students? High school. So they it's open to ninth to twelfth. Wow. It's a sale mod. It's an in, in, in lunch. It's like an in the lunch portion. So it's open. So whoever wants to come can come. Nice. It's incredible. We share. Uh it's beautiful. Favorite class ever. Wow. Um, this year will be my first time teaching just the movement and mantra and meditation portion in high school, just that, not as a club. So after school, we're going to be, I am strong now, powerful today, you know, and all those mm-hmm. sort of words. So they're going to be sweating and moving. And that's beautiful. Um, I, I want to take your class. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm here. Okay. And okay. I travel. We'll tell everybody. Okay, good. Yeah. And I travel. And my goal is really to reach out to Jewish communities. I know I said that in the beginning. Reach out to other Jewish community schools, other areas, and you know, really spread this self-love message in, in a Jewish light. So wow. excited about that. Wow. So excited. Um, and then I'm always working on something big, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's the book, the course, the this or the that, you know, million things on my mind. Yeah. I teach a weekly class in my home that's for women okay and working on getting all these on videos so that's basically what I do um you know I I you know I'm always toying with getting back to um you know my horse in a group but I I we'll, we'll see I yeah. did it a couple yeah. of years in a row but you know I have to see how this the book is taking um um present no, right now so i might not have enough time for it this year but we'll see we'll see okay are you ready for the big reveal i want to hear what the first what you want to tell me like <clears throat> I, have book inside, I have a book inside of me also so i totally get it one day in yeah i'm sorry what oh, i can't was wait that just like oh thank you was that just like i have all this knowledge and experience and i need to put it in writing how did that come to be somebody asked you so no so really what happened was um, I couldn't believe I stopped binge eating. Wow. <laughs> it was just how long, did that, how long did that take you? How long do you think it took from the time you started working on it? On the book or on the binge? I'm not binging. <laughs> yeah. So really it began really high school, 14 years old. Oh, it started at 14. Okay. Really until I would say a long time, maybe like 49 years old, like a long time, 48 until I, it was a lot, it was so hard. Until and the binging stopped. Stopped. But once, once I put my mind to it, um, like I'm going to start using all of the tools that I have. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to visualize it. I'm going to journal on it. I'm going to affirm on it. I'm mm-hmm. going to pause. I'm going to set, like, I really, I said, this is, this is my effort. I took away the scale. I took away my small clothing sizes. Wow. I threw away the diet books. I mean, like I did everything. I, I deleted, you know, everything that didn't give me, you know, good messages. I stopped magazine subscriptions. I did not want to see all these like skeleton bodies that I know are photoshopped. Mm-hmm. Like I really took a strong stand. I said, I am not going another day like this. And here's the big caveat, even if I gain a lot of weight, 
Yes. And that was the link that changed everything. That's intuitive eating. Everything That's you just it. said. That's what intuitive eating is. And I didn't is. know what intuitive eating was at the time. Right. And I became an intuitive eater without knowing it. You figured it out without the book. I yeah. figured it out without the book. I didn't know it at the time. It wasn't so popular. Um, and then after I read the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I really didn't even study intuitive eating too much because like I lived it. it sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, I lived it. And as soon as, like I said, I, I'm, it's okay if I gain weight, changed everything. I just need to like grab that out of this podcast <laughs> and highlight it. Cause that's, I think that's what my, my clients struggle with the most, which is like, but what if I gain weight? And it's like, yeah, you might, you might gain weight. It's like, I can't. Okay. It's really hard. It's really hard to gain weight. I'm not minimizing it at all. I talk about it openly with my own, with my clients, with myself, you know, myself, like it's not fun when your body changes. Like you were saying before, not just weight gain, even weight loss, number one, people lose weight and they're not happy about it. Um, in certain ways, um, your skin changing, like your whole body changing, you know, after you have kids or as you get older and like, it's so, it's such a normal part of life that we demonize, you know? I know. I wish that could change. I really wish that can change. I feel like, you know, the, the celebration of, of youth is, is so, it doesn't even make sense make because sense. everyone, thank God, ages. Right. So like it doesn't even make sense yeah. Yeah. when we break it down. I know. It doesn't even make sense. It's just so much reinforced in our psyche, I guess, like the beauty industry makes so much money off of us hating ourselves. That's what I always yeah. say. Like the more we hate ourselves, the more products we'll buy. That's just the way it is. Absolutely. So sad. Absolutely. 100%. But that was it. As soon as I made that decision, I'm okay to gain weight. Binging stop in, so a, the, in a moment. And wow. that's what I really wrote about. How did I, you get to that point of like, it's okay if I gain weight? What was that moment like? Really years. I'm going to say it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey. Years, years of growing my inside, years of finding my worthiness outside of my body, years of um, of having compassion to myself. I mean, it's a very big thing. Mm -hmm. Like we're very hard on ourselves. Yes. Very yeah. hard. Very, very, very hard. Um, understanding that binging is actually helpful. There, there was like an element of this, I was feeding myself by binging. Yeah. And that was tremendous. Like yeah. God saving me. I was right. starving. Yeah. I didn't know I was starving. Right. Like eating. Because but... like everybody's telling you how amazing you are by how little you're eating. So why would you think that you're doing anything wrong? Right. Right. And even after my kids, I still had a very slim and strong body, you know, still. So like, oh, we have to keep it. We have to keep it up. We have to keep it up. You know, and, and, you know, most of the nutritionists that I would go to thinking that would be my helper at the time, I think things changed today for many nutritionists, but at the time it, it, it was more restricting. Yeah. So we have to be careful on, you know, the philosophies, but I do think that's changing. Yes. Yes. Which I'm very happy about. So basically it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the, the desire to be healthy in your body and mind um was more important to you than the weight gain is that what happened yes. there you go you yeah we have to write that down <laughs> I know this that. story very well and fortunately or unfortunately I've heard it many times I know <laughs> yeah and then there's a freedom that comes with it yes that's hard to describe you know so when when the you know our clients you know tell us it's it's you know we don't want to gain weight I get it but it's a feeling of freedom when we can let go of it. We're so conditioned to believe that it's only about weight loss. Right. And a, a constant, constant struggle towards it. When we can let go of it, we usually, I mean, I don't want to say usual, but a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll put in the framework that you may gain weight, but you also may settle at a weight that's just easy. Mm -hmm. you know just easy you know and like because now I don't I really don't gain weight or lose weight anymore I'm just mm -hmm. where I am mm -hmm. and that it's so comforting 
Yeah. My clothes in my closet are the same. Just right. It's just, it's not that highs and lows. I have so many highs and lows and ups and downs. Right. Oof. <laughs> yes, totally. I say like you might gain weight, but you'll gain so many other things also. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so like you said, you'll gain like, you, you, I think that people, uh, I honestly do think when they're able to do it, and you said it took so many years, but they gain like much more love and appreciation for their body and they gain freedom, food freedom, and they gain, you know, like freeing up all that headspace that was taken over by things yeah. that are not that important, you know? Absolutely. And I, one other thing that you mentioned that I think, I hope that people can hear this is that it does take time. Like a diet promises quick. Right. You know, especially what's going on today, you know, the way loss industry got even more severe, you know, quick, quick. This is not a quick fix. It's something, you know, for most people, you dedicate your time to, you grow yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you gain so much more. You just become a whole new person. Yeah. And, And when we can embrace that journey, just like get on it, just start it. It heals everyone. Yeah, because it's very healing. The women that really become mothers, it heals the children. It just keeps on yeah. going. Right. So I feel like it's inevitable. We gotta get on this wagon. Like Dr. Becky. I don't know if you listen to Dr. Be- Dr. Becky, but she calls it like we're cycle breakers. Yes. You heard that? Yeah. Yes. I haven't listened to her, but I love that. Yeah. I yeah. have to check that out with cycle yeah. breakers. I yeah. love that. Yeah, even like she has like a call in for her podcast and people call in and they'll be like, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a cycle breaker. It's very cute. I love that. That is phenomenal. Yeah, it's really cute. So good. So good. Okay, so your book, when did you start writing it? So I started writing it three years ago to three years, exactly three years ago. I began with the chapter of the first experience I had looking in the refrigerator and deciding what exactly do I want to eat if I had no rules and how much of it. And that was a very profound moment. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember every second and minute of it. I started that story. And I wrote a few chapters from there. Mm-hmm. When I met my editor, well, actually, my well, I don't want to give away too much, but okay, yeah, don't give away too much. She said, "Send me your story," and I sent it to her, and she enjoyed it. She goes, "Okay, how did you get here?" And that was the best question. So I had to go all the way all back. back. It was the best question she could have asked, and started a whole other half. So that part comes in the middle. <laughs> oh, I, are you a writer naturally is that your you know thing? what I became a journaler right and that's how I said wait if I could journal these books and books and books over these last five six years of being an avid journaler I could write a book if I could you know write my Instagram posts right and, you know I make them short because I have to but I don't really right. want to yeah <laughs> totally you know? yeah you yeah. end up becoming a writer yeah yeah Totally. So I didn't start off as a writer. And even now that the book is done, um, I think on my, if I have a next book, you know, I do, I do have something more in me. I think the writing will even be different. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was just me beginning three years ago. So you wrote a book in three years and it just, it's just coming out. Just coming out. I did not realize how I thought, honestly, I'm going to do the whole thing in one year because I'm a very dedicated person. If I say I'm going to write, I'm going to write. I'm into it. I didn't know how long the editing takes. I didn't realize how long the publishing takes. I didn't, I, I this is all new to me. Right. So I thought it would be Jan, this past January, but it's just coming out now. Like, like when did it come out? So I have the one copy. Okay. And on Friday, Visit Hashem, I'll be getting my first shipment of 100 copies. Very exciting. Wow. And then from there, about a week or two later, I would say more like a few weeks later, it will be out on, you know, for public purchase on Amazon and on my website. Um, But from now till then, I'll be having these like mini launch parties where I could, you know, we could share, I could say my story, people can learn, they could have the book, 
And I wrote the book in mind. Um, I didn't have that much intention. Like it just like came out, but it ended up being very wholesome that high schoolers and moms could both read it. So it has, you know, for like a ninth grade or 10th grade, 11th, 12th to read for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's easy language. Mm -hmm. It's not so complicated. Can we see it? Yes. The big reveal. Yeah. (laughs) And I kept it in here just because like that's how it was delivered to me. Oh my gosh. And it was delivered to me today is Thursday. It was delivered on Friday, this past Friday. Wow. Yeah. And this is the one that I'm going to like hold. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Wow. Body positive. The journey. I love that. I'm very excited. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. It's so special. It's so special to have your story in a book. It is. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. It's big. Okay. So now I want to ask you a question. You yeah. said that you yes. teach in school. Do you teach women classes? Yes. Yeah? Class. yes. Do you see a change? Could you tell us about the change? Like, do you see, like you said, that there's so many women who are, who are still trying to lose weight and still do Botox in my community? I'm sure in your community. So what, what is the shift? What are you seeing? I'm seeing a small shift that people are becoming aware of their words. Okay. Um, I think let's, I'm going to break it down. Kids, high schoolers, moms, okay. you know, women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start with high schoolers. I work with them a lot. They can belt out. I am beautiful. They can do it. And it's amazing. Wow. They are not shy. And uh, what they're up to today, I think is, I think it's great. Yes, there's so much perfectionism still a thousand percent, but they're understanding the value of feeling good with the body that they have today. I'm seeing more body diversity and dressing in a way that they feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. like not hiding under a tent dress. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more self. Mm. And I'm loving that. I'm seeing more um, wildly curly hair. I'm seeing more, you know, freckles that are shown. I know just a little bit more of that. Like people showing the way that they actually look versus trying to like conform and hide it. Yes, I'm seeing more of it. Is there still the other way? A hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I'm just seeing a more awareness of this is who I am. Like, you know, right. even if they're not feeling this is who I am, they know that there is this underlining feeling that they should have of this is who I am. Where I think when I grew up, we never heard that word. No, no, for sure not. So they're um, hearing They're For the most part, you think like the teenagers that you have, well, it's an elective, but you feel like they're, they're receptive, like they want it. Are yes. they re- resistant? No. 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 They're thirsty it. for it. They're thirsty for it. They're craving. They're craving. And uh, last year we did a, like a whole auditorium filled with ninth and tenth and one and eleventh and twelfth and one. And no, they're craving it. They just want to belt it out. First, it's a lot of fun. Right. I don't right. make it serious. I keep right. it fun. It right. is a serious class between me and you. Right. It's serious, but I don't put it out that way, that this is fun. Right. This is new. This is current. Right. I put up music that's, that's happening, you know, all positive message music, but like, I keep it like very upbeat, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that part is great. Right. Um, for the moms, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a harder. Well, the moms are coming. They're coming. they're coming um okay so moms okay i'm going to break it down in a few ways moms are very busy and moms do want to exercise the moms in my community um so they don't really want to give up their exercise for this you know they want their spin class they want pilates they want cardio they don't want to give it up um but the ones that do see it and now they're telling people and that's really growing a lot of moms tell me take my girls right. don't worry about me yeah I hear yes, that a lot yes yes I hear that a lot um harder for moms yeah harder my age 
40, I'm mid fifties, but like harder. I what about people my age, like in their twenties, thirties? What do you think? I think they're understanding the value of being peaceful. Mm-hmm. I think everyone stresses to the roof is anxiety galore. Yeah. I think they're finding that. So I, I play that card a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, come feel peaceful, peaceful about yourself. Like not so much about body image and body weight and like that. Just restore, mm-hmm. just nourish, and that they 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 like a lot. Yeah, you know. So I I play differently, you know. Yeah. To each audience, because yeah. you know, because um, it's important. Each of us are in a different stage, so we're feeling differently. Right. Right. Also, you said like that when you started learning about this, it was like 2009, you said? Yeah. And so like, really, you were adopting something very revolutionary, which is more acceptable now. Correct. So the, so the women your age are probably are going to have more resistance than the women my yes. age who Correct. are like, they're, they're in both worlds. They get like, you know, the clients that I see in their 30s, their 20s, 30s, 40s, let's say, are very conflicted because they've been raised even if they're in their 20s they, maybe they were put on a diet when they were five or six they know it's not helping them they know there's an intuitive eating health at every size body positive movement but they're conflicted because maybe all their sisters are still on diets maybe their mom's still pushing a diet maybe you know their friend group are still into it and then there's like I feel like in, I feel like in your I don't know I'm only in my 30s but I feel like in, in your 30s you have a little more, more confidence to try something new um and but then still people in their 40s are also still they've been dieting for 20 years or 30 years they're like how can I give this up so it's like it's hard it's, it's really hard, hard. yeah 100 teenagers are probably the yeah. our best bet I think with the eating and the dieting the younger moms they really want to bring up their kids in an intuitive eating matter that's, mm-hmm. I think, their goal. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that a lot. Like, they don't want their kids to struggle like they did, like mm-hmm. their moms did. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they balance healthy eating with intuitive eating? What does that actually mean? You right. know, allow candy to be everywhere. What does that right. mean? Right, right, right. Um, there's a lot of questions on that. How do I, you know, do I say no to my kids if they didn't eat dinner yet? Or right. can they eat the snack? Like, what's what's all that about? And that's a big conversation. Yeah. So there's so much education, you know, needing to be put in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, I think we're going to, what was it? Break the cycle? Yeah, cycle breakers. Yeah. Cycle breakers. I think we all become cycle breakers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, that's a good point. Like the moms in their 20s. Like, I know I struggled with that with my first, she's 10 now, but like, I thought I knew everything as a dietitian that she's going to only have, you know, this and that. And like, it was just so clear to me how that didn't work. Like beyond. Absolutely. I have, um, okay. My eldest daughter is now 36. My youngest daughter is 19. And when I was bringing up my youngest daughter, I was already on this path. Oh, oh, what, what a difference. Mm -hmm. My eldest daughter, I was teaching her about diets, literally. Mm -hmm. I was saying, oh, let's try this diet. Let's mm-hmm. try to eat it, but let, let's try this. Let's try that, whatever, you know, like it was silly, but that's what I was brought up with. So it just kept on going with my youngest daughter. Yeah. It's just, yes. so we're cycle. Easy. We're breaking the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. And what about the little ones that you teach? What are you feeling like they're, they're loving oh, it? They're, they're so cute. <laughs> they're so cute. Um, so for them, they feel, I'm just trying to think. So I was just teach. I just taught in camp just like two days ago. And they're questioning. This was an interesting one. Um, if I say I am powerful or I am beautiful or I am kind, you know, a positive word, am I being boasting? Right. Oh, I was taught to be humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting. I was taught to be humble. Um, is it not nice if I say that? Um, another very interesting thing happened was because I took four, fourth grade, fifth, sixth, and seventh in separate time slots. And the same thing happened for all four. Interesting. The first part of the program was I was asking them to say something kind, not about appearance, about their friend next to them. I had each one turn and they were all able to say it beautifully. 
So cute. And that was their turn to say something about themselves. And there was a lot of, hmm. Right. It was like, come on, come on, got to answer. Right. Five second rule, come on, let's do it. Right, right, and right. That was challenging. Yeah. Um, through the hour, mm-hmm. you know, got a little easier, but I was thrilled to put this in their mindset. Yeah. They can celebrate themselves and they can uplift themselves and talk yeah. about themselves. So just instilling what positive self-talk is mm-hmm. and and starting from there. So that's like starting at grassroots. That's so interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because I, you know, like how like pendulum swings. So like I feel like um that's such an interesting thing to think about that we like really train our kids to be like humble and like and like um I don't want to say like neglect themselves but maybe like you know like like just totally like negate themselves I guess for that for the sake of other yes then we see how horrible that is in adults yes and I actually (laughs) just heard this um I, I might not say perfectly but my son just told me this beautiful message which I relayed to the kids the other day is that he he learned this in a class in his class with his rabbi that you know, Moshe was known to be the most humble man, you know, alive in the universe, in the world. And yet when he was giving over Devarim and the words of the Torah, you know, he was saying, he asked Hashem, who else could take my place? Who is as great as me? Which shows us that we can believe in our greatness and know our strengths and also be humble. Right. And I just thought that was a perfect example. I have to find the pasuk. I have to find exactly where. But that I thought was a perfect example to believe in your strengths and our greatest potential. And at the same time, we could be humble and not boasting. Right. I just thought that was a really good example. So probably having the girls do that, even though they felt uncomfortable, was probably like really profound for. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was That's great. Amazing. It was great. And then towards, yeah. you know, we we get them going. I put the music on. We yeah. get them performing. We get them writing. We get them sharing notes. We do the whole thing. So oh, amazing, sure. amazing, <laughs> great, and really, really amazing what you're doing. Really powerful and blending so many things together that I feel like, you know, like one one we're cycle breakers, one school at a time. Like it will. I bet you like, you know, they say about, um, about when things like change in the world, like first they like hate you, then they fight you, then they join you. So I feel like somewhere, <laughs> somewhere we're getting somewhere with this, right? Like oh, the fact that the schools have that. you, like, I'm I feel like this, feeling it. I'm I don't think the schools would have had you 10 years ago, right? <sighs> yeah, I'm feeling the love. I'm really feeling the love. I'm walking out of my sh- you know, my community, I am feeling embraced. I'm feeling the love. I am feeling connected. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I feel so blessed. I feel wow. so blessed. It's amazing what you're doing. Really. Thank you for, thank you for everything. Thank you for coming on and tell us where we could find your book, find you, book you oh. for a class. Let's hear. Absolutely. Everything is on my website, zensari.com. Okay. And I, I took upon the name Zen Sari at the time when I was learning how to be more peaceful. And I said, I want to be Zen. So I just added it. I love that. I love <laughs> it was that. part of the story. My Instagram is also Zen Sari. So very easy. And everything is there. Okay. Website has book and classes, how to find me, how to book a class, how to create a class, how to get a video. Amazing. Yeah, all there. Amazing. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Have a great day. Hila, thank you. Of course. Bye. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.